This is the Wake Up Rundown from News 10 ABC. Good morning, everyone. Today is Wednesday, March 6th, and I'm Jess Briganti with your Storm Tracker forecast. Grab the sunglasses and the heavy parka again. You've got a whole lot of sunshine, but a day high only in the lower to mid 20s. And that breeze will add an even bigger bite when it comes out of the west at 10 to 15 miles per hour. Expect some gusts to reach 25 degrees, so that added windshield value is likely most of the day at least 10 degrees colder than the air temp. Today, we could also see a few flurries more so this afternoon into the evening. Not going to add up to much, and some of you won't even see a snowflake. But we can't rule out a couple of snow showers coming off the lake later on. Otherwise, we're mostly cloudy tonight, settling back to single-digit lows, so we're still dealing with very cold mornings right through tomorrow and even Friday morning. But looking ahead, we're going to find ourselves getting back to the mid-30s by Friday, a whole lot of sun, and that will continue to be a trend with the warmer temps right through the weekend. That's a look at your local forecast. Here's a look at today's top headlines. A teenage girl hospitalized with serious injuries this morning after she was struck by a car in Troy last night. Police say she was walking on 8th Street when she was hit. The good news, she is expected to survive. Police say she sustained head trauma and some very serious injuries to her lower body, but they're not believed to be life-threatening. Troy police are still investigating and say the driver is fully cooperating. More charges coming against a local DJ who is now accused of sexually abusing another minor. Brian Angelo is from Clifton Park and is known as DJ IROC. He's accused of sexually abusing a 12-year-old girl in 2009. The charges are part of an investigation alleging Angelo sexually abused several other minors between the ages of 8 and 14. He has pleaded not guilty. The Albany Police Department will soon be adding drones to the force, but some community members not happy about having them flying all above the city. People say they're concerned that it could be an invasion of privacy. Albany police holding an informational session last night in hopes of putting fears to rest about the drones. Though the program is in its infancy, two drones plan to be rolled out in the next eight months or so. Albany cook Kanimo Nagorin will be welcomed home today after spending six weeks locked up on immigration charges. Nagorin was released from ICE custody yesterday after a judge gave the agency an ultimatum deport him or let him go. Nagorin has worked at the Capital City Rescue Mission since 2011 after fleeing the Ivory Coast in Africa to seek asylum here in the U.S. A press conference is set for this afternoon to welcome him back to the rescue mission. He has been sincerely missed. Another local ambulance service is closing up shop. The Johnstown Area Volunteer Ambulance Corps says they aren't getting enough calls to stay in business. This coming just weeks after the ambulance service of Fulton County was forced to close for the same reason, the Johnstown Ambulance Service will cease operations on March 16th. Happening right now, Troy police still searching for a suspect after a 28-year-old man was stabbed in the area of 2nd and 3rd Streets along Congress Monday evening. Troy Police Benevolent Association president expressing his frustration on Facebook, posting... What do you know? The city's surveillance cameras aren't working to assist officers investigating the crime. As a police officer, but more importantly as a taxpayer, this is unacceptable. City Council President Carmela Mantello agrees. I'm really disappointed. The public safety chair and two of the members on the public safety committee are literally spending just a numerous time on designating the city of Troy as a sanctuary city rather than really focusing on providing that service, that public safety service to the neighborhood. Deputy Chief Dan DeWolf acknowledging the problem but says ultimately it all comes down to funding. Some of it is aging technology, some of it is a, a Wi-Fi issue that we have downtown. I mean, it's a, it's a 
you know, a variety of reasons why the cameras aren't always working. You know, we need to beef up our camera program, um, and that's something that we're looking for funding for, and, and we may we may get some funding for that. Um, you know, we're, we're talking with, uh, with the city, and they're trying to find sources, and it's an ongoing process. DeWolf went on to say he does not believe it will hinder this particular investigation. An update on Albany Airport firefighter Josh Woodward, who has been battling a sepsis infection for the better part of a month now. And according to his wife, he's back in the ICU this morning. She says Josh was intubated around 3 in the morning because he could not breathe with fluid filling up in his lungs. She also said his kidneys are failing. Now, despite all this, Chelsea says his numbers still look good, according to the doctors. They're waiting to speak with them about what comes next as they continue to appreciate support and prayers. A newly published study once again disputing any claim that there's a link between vaccinations and autism in children. The study followed more than 600,000 children from birth through age 10, the largest focus group of any study on the subject. Researchers say it strongly shows that vaccinations do not cause or even increase the risk of autism on any level. The U.S. has seen a sharp rise, however, in measles cases, with six outbreaks across the country this year. Three of those outbreaks right here in New York. 143 confirmed cases in Rockland County, seven cases in Monroe County, and at least 133 cases in New York City just this year. To other news happening at the state capitol today, student groups and faculty unions will rally for more higher education funding here in New York. They're urging Governor Cuomo to close what they say is a nearly $140 million shortfall in funding for SUNY and CUNY campuses. The governor has included $7.6 billion for the schools in his budget proposal. And happening today, classes at SUNY Schenectady will resume after the school was forced to close yesterday due to a water main break. Repairs were complete last night, we're told, and school officials do not expect any programming to be impacted moving forward. Good news. And former New York City Mayor Michael Bloomberg not running for president. He made the announcement in an opinion piece for Bloomberg Magazine Tuesday. He said the choice came down to whether he wants to campaign for the next two years or continue the work that he's already doing. Bloomberg said he concluded he would better help the country by choosing the second option. And the MAC tournament is back, a kickoff event for the men's and women's 2019 tournament at the TU Center. It begins tomorrow and will conclude on the 11th. The press conference today will discuss the details of the event as well as preview the fourth annual MAC and Cheese Fest, which will close out the tournament. Always an exciting time of year. That gets underway at 1130 this morning. Stay tuned to News 10 ABC throughout the day for much more on that. All right, attention animal lovers. If you're looking to show your kids something fun, maybe you want to do right. something a little special and the kids love to see the farm animals, okay. head to Corinth. That's where Ben Ryan is this morning. He's live from Breezy Pond oh. Farms with some new friends oh. this morning. Ben. Hey, good morning, Ryan and Christina. I made a couple new friends. I think it's really just because of the banana and, quite frankly, the goats want it. But, yeah, like you guys are saying, hanging out at Breezy Pond Farm in Corinth, the goat of all small, of small farms. And not just because goat means the greatest of all time, but, I mean, like I said, eight different goats here. Nigerian dwarf goats. Oh, my God, now they're just munching on the banana. So I'm going to come on over here. This is Emily and Sarah. They are involved with 4-H. Thank you guys for being here so early. 4-H must be, obviously, an, an amazing opportunity. What are you guys learning there? Um, we learn like the parts of the goats and how to take care of them and like how to like show them at the fair. Mm -hmm. Now what goes into showing them at the fair? I mean, obviously they get a little excited. So how do you go about taking care of them, you know, especially well, at the fair? Well, we 
we um, clip their hooves and we wash them, and we have to walk them to make sure they are ready to walk in the ring. Now, do you ever get them to stop jumping up at all? <laughs> yes, once we start getting them more oh. trained for the fair, they won't jump at all. Oh my god, I love it. Alright guys, flip it over to Fox 13 because we have so much more coming up here at Breezy Pond Farm in Corinth. I love my new friends though. Ryan Christine will send it back to you guys in the studio. Live oh. in Corinth, Ben Ryan, News <laughs> 10, ABC. They'll Hi. warm you up, stay nice and close. Yeah, do some goat yoga. <laughs> if you've ever left anything Uber. in an Uber, you're not alone. The company unveiling the Sorry. year's list of the most forgotten items as well as some of the more unique things people right. have left behind, right? Okay, so here's the list, and these things are not very surprising. Yes. People often forget their phones, wallets, keys, and items like glasses, driver's licenses, even even cigarettes are being left behind. Yeah, now this is where things get interesting. Among the more unique items reportedly lost, six chicken tenders from 7-Eleven. Oh, my. That's very specific. A salmon head, <laughs> a birth certificate, social security card. That's bad news. Oof. And an eight-week-old chihuahua. Yeah, that one takes if the cake. If you'd like to see the full list of forgotten items, lost items, visit our website, news10.com. In this morning's Giving on 10, we'd like to recognize Andrew Polano. He is a young man with Asperger's syndrome on the autism spectrum, and he is all about helping others like him to be more accepted and find companionship. Most recently, he started an adult social group for people with autism. The group first met in January at Spot Coffee in Glens Falls. And the group also attended a hockey game at the Cool Insuring Arena in February, and there's a bowling event planned in March later this month. The group is for anyone over 18 who has autism or any kind of disability. Andrew has also shared his own story at the state capitol two years in a row now as part of Autism Action Day, a day devoted to spreading awareness. He works to promote tolerance and inclusion. He is an incredible young man. He also happens to be a weather watcher for News 10 ABC. He's a friend to us all and we're proud of the work he is doing on behalf of others. And that's today's Giving on 10. If you know of someone giving back to your community, let us know. You can send us the details and a picture to Facebook, or you can email it to news at news10.com and use the hashtag Giving on 10. We'll be happy to get it on the air or online. enjoy starting the day with the wake up rundown if so do us a favor and take a second to rate the podcast and leave us a review in itunes or the apple podcast app it helps other people find the show and make sure that you're subscribed to get each morning's episode automatically downloaded into your feed for more of the stories in today's podcast head to news10.com or wake up with 10 on air every weekday morning starting at 4 30.